Now, we're not going to be about, you know, slogans and all this, whatever it may, it may be. Um, the best player going to play, you know, the toughest dude going to play, and uh, ain't no fluff. How bad is number two on it? Calvin Ridley for six. In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. What's up, guys? We are back with another episode of the Heads Up Podcast. Just like the NFL is back for week one of the season as our Atlanta Falcons take on the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday for their first game of the year. My name is Jesse Head host of the show, and for this episode, we're going to be talking about just that, that game that we have coming up against the Eagles to kick off the season. We're going to be talking about what we need to do to win that game. We're going to be talking about some of these significant matchups and players to watch in that game. Also going to do a portion on this episode predicting some of the Falcons season awards or superlatives, if you will, uh, whatever you want to call it, going into the season. Uh, predicting you know who's going to be our MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Breakout Candidate, Disappointment, all kinds of different stuff. We're going to talk about that. And then we're also going to get into some of the headlines um, around the Falcons right now that happened in the past uh, week, specifically roster moves. Changes already to our final or to our initial 53-man roster. Now Arthur Smith did say that this was the initial 53-man roster and that some changes would come. Uh, so that's not too much of a surprise, but there was a surprise name that got cut uh, that everybody was pretty shocked about. But before we get into all that, I want to ask all my listeners out there. If you are on Apple Podcast, if you listen on Apple Podcast, I want you to stop what you're doing and leave a five-star written review. We have hundreds of listeners per week on uh, that listen to this podcast. We only have about 22 written reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those are rookie numbers. we got to bump those numbers up. So I want to ask everybody out there to go and leave a five-star review. Stop whatever you're doing. Do that for me. I'd appreciate it a ton. It helps out the podcast a lot. Uh, I'd be extremely grateful. So I'd appreciate that a ton, guys. Thank you so much. But we got a game to get into. Finally have some football here. So let's get into it. We all hate when we lose our balls in the rough on the golf course. Well, imagine how your girl feels with all those pubes around your pearls. It's a bad look, bro. She does not like it no matter how much she pretends she's okay with it. That's why I'm telling you about Manscaped.com. You've seen the ads and the commercials before. They are the top provider for all your trimming needs to make sure you never nick those pearls down below. They've got a brand new lawnmower 4.0 made specifically for a comfortable trim. This is top of the line stuff, guys. Get the performance package and I can get you 20% off and free shipping using the code FANSIDED20. Inside this package, you'll get their Lawnmower 4.0, Weed Whacker for those annoying ear and nose hairs that you get, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxers, and you're going to get a travel bag uh, to hold all the ball stuff that you've got there in. Now, you're only going to get this deal here at the Heads Up Falcons podcast. So go to manscaped.com, use that code I told you about, FANSIDED20, for 20% off and free shipping. All right, guys. So before we get uh, started here on all the, the stuff we have to talk about um, regarding headlines, roster moves, and the Falcons uh, taking on the Eagles, I did 
uh, want to say this, you know, if you don't know, I am a Falcon season ticket holder. Um, if you haven't figured that out by now, or if you just didn't realize, um, but I wanted to extend the offer out there, uh, to come and say what's up, um, to me, maybe have a beer together, uh, have a whiskey together, uh, tell me how bad the show sucks, whatever you want to do. But I sit in section 116, row 10, uh, right there where the Falcons come out. If you want to come say what's up, uh, I'd love to love to hang out for a little bit uh, before the game or, or maybe halftime. Just don't interrupt me while I'm locked in uh, during the game. Uh, man, I'm kidding. Y'all can come whenever. But I'd love to meet you, hang out, whatever you want to do. Uh, love to, to have the opportunity to um, talk to some of the people that listen to the show. So, um, again, I'm just one of the normal guys out there just doing this podcast. Just bought a mic for like 200 bucks here and said I'm going to start recording uh, all the conversations that I have about the Falcons. Uh, so, love to hang out, man. So, just wanted to throw that out there, extend that opportunity for y'all to come and uh, say what's up. But um, first, we'll get in to some of these headlines here, some of the roster moves. Big unexpected uh, release here of Quadre Olison, who we ended up signing on the practice squad. I think in the, within the past couple of days, I just saw it on Twitter. Uh, but Quadre Olison is on the practice squad, but he did get schwacked, um, got cut, he gone, and we brought in Wayne Gallman uh, from the New York um, Giants. This was a surprise, especially for me. If you've listened to this show in the past, you know that I thought that. With this, the way this new regimen was doing things, that they were only keeping people on here that they definitely saw something in. And I thought that Quadre Olison was a guy that they were really high on. This is a person that they wanted to develop, they wanted to lock in on, um, and shows what we know, right? They, they decide that they want to bring in a more proven commodity in Wayne Gallman. And Wayne Gallman has a similar history to Mike Davis, right? So Mike... Uh, Mike Davis got his opportunity from Christian McCaffrey, a superstar running back getting injured. Mike Davis got the opportunity to come in, prove he had something uh, to offer. Same thing with uh, Wayne Gallman. Uh, Saquon Barkley gets injured. Wayne Gallman comes in, shows he has something to offer, and puts a good showing out there, finds himself on a 53-man roster the very next season. Uh, Wayne Gallman is, um, ha- had been with the New York Giants, Uh, For the past four seasons, uh, had a solid showing in 2020. He rushed for a career best, 682 yards on six touchdowns and 4.6 yards per carry. He is six foot. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Look, I had a long weekend drinking beers, guys. I still got the burps, okay? My uh, wife went on a bachelorette trip, and it was just me and the boys, and that's just bad news bears, okay? Labor Day weekend, three-day weekend, we um, we hit it pretty hard. So a couple burps may happen during this episode. Uh, he is six foot, 200 pounds, solid ball carrier vision in the trenches, and a pretty well-rounded guy, has some power, has some agility, going to do a little bit of everything. He's got, he's got a well-rounded skill set. Um, if you look at his highlight tape, um, you'll see him be a guy that can bust a 50-yard run, 40-yard run, something like that, um, from juking and jiving and whatnot. And then you'll also see him, uh, I think he had three or uh, three of his touchdowns or right, right on the one-yard line, uh, goal line plays on just runs up the middle. So he's got a pretty good skill set and can do a lot of different things, which I think uh, is something that Arthur Smith uh, loves to see. 
so that was a big. That was probably the biggest roster move that we've seen this past week. Uh, then the other big one, which is terrifying, our left guard situation was ugly before, and now it just got a little bit uglier. Josh Robinson, our starting left guard, broke his hand. Um, it goes on the injured reserve. Can't come back according to the new rules. He can come back um, from that. Um, so we may see him possibly before the end of the year. Uh, but um, the man that steps up to that plate now at that left guard role is Jalen Mayfield, um, which is a worry, worrisome to say the least. <laughs> to say the least, that is something um, that uh, you look across that line already and then now we have Jalen Mayfield starting there. Not fun going into season to think about that interior offensive line with what we have there. I mean, we got Chris, Chris Lindstrom at right guard, Matt Hennessy at center, and then at left guard starting is a rookie in Jalen Mayfield who had uh, some a guy in front of him that was horrendous, and then Jalen Mayfield steps up. Now, I think that Jalen Mayfield has the potential to be better uh, than a Josh Robinson, no doubt. But the question is, is he there yet? Um, he wasn't starting, so that makes you think that he wasn't. We'll see how fast his pro- his progression can be uh, to become a uh, an NFL caliber uh, offensive lineman. Um, getting into this Eagles game, finally we have some football. We got a little bit of t- a little taste of it this past weekend with college football. I'm in. I'm on suicide watch as a Georgia Tech fan. Um, watching that unfold really put a damper on this three-day weekend with the boys. Um, luckily, we played a, a couple rounds of golf. That was exciting. Watched some good college football. And then Georgia Tech uh, just absolutely shits the bed and loses to NIU. So that absolutely sucked. So I didn't get the proper taste of uh, football that I wanted. Um, but hopefully we're going to get that this upcoming weekend, which I think we got an opportunity here against the Eagles to open up looking a lot better than this team is actually going to be. Um both of these teams, you know, it's an opening game where we don't know what – neither team really knows what to expect, okay? We have a new regimen. We got a new all new coaches, new GM, a lot of new faces on this team. And then the Philadelphia Eagles come in with some new added pieces to their team. And then they have a brand new uh, quarterback that they saw a little bit of, but they've got a brand new starter going into this 2021 20, uh, season that they're not sure what they have with him quite yet. Um, all we can really do is speculate. That's every single week, but especially that first week of the season, first couple weeks of the season, all you can really do is speculate on how good somebody's going to be, especially these teams uh, like us and the Eagles that are kind of figuring things out, don't quite know who they really are yet. Um, so this is an interesting game, but we are the favorites in this game to win. So um, we will just have to see you know, how this plays out. So, you know, a few things, you know, to remember um, going into this game is, you know, this is Arthur Smith's first game as a head coach. Now, this is one of those games where you can look really good, uh, or excuse me, if you can look really bad, or you can look, you know, average. You're not sure you do. Nobody's going to celebrate beating if we beat up on the Eagles. Um, but if we lose to the Eagles, you shit the bed against the Eagles, you're going to look really bad. But this is Arthur Smith's first game as a head coach. So he's still trying to figure out this roster. Uh, He says he calls his offense in a way to fit the skill sets um, that he has. 
Um, so he's gonna have. There's gonna be a time period where he's trying to figure that out. It, you know, odds are he's not gonna come out there, calling plays, hitting everything on all cylinders. Um, be great if he does. Likely not gonna be the situation. Excuse me. Uh, you know, there's going. There's gonna be some rust. That's another thing to remember. There's gonna be some rust in this game. Gonna see some missed tackles. Only had three preseason games. Most of our starters did not see any playing time whatsoever. So. There's going to be a little bit of rust um, in this game. Also going to see a lot of penalties. That's that's very normal. Uh, in that first game, that first regular season game, you got these starters. They're fired up. They're hungry. Um, they want to hit people. Um, we're going to see them reaching and grabbing at things they shouldn't be grabbing. Face mask, um, collars of uh, of the uh, of the uh, pads. We're going to see a lot of penalties in these games. That's something to be aware of as you go into this first game. And then a lot of blown assignments. We're going to see a lot of blown assignments, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We have our entire secondary is new to each other. You've got A.J. Terrell, who has been here for a couple years. Our starting safeties are Deron Harmon and Eric Harris. None of those three guys have played together. Fabian Moreau comes from the Redskins. He hasn't played with any of those guys. So you've got four dudes uh, that are defensive backs that have not played with each other. So there's going to be some blown assignments. There's going to be some miscommunications, especially with the way, the aggressive way that Dean Pease likes to call this defense. We're going to see those blown assignments specifically in that area. Now, I think the front seven is going to shock people a little bit. Uh, I think they're going to be a little bit more cohesive. Um, so we're, but we're, but, and then also across the offensive line, we're going to see some some blown audibles, uh, some areas where they should be double teaming somebody and they don't. Um, that that's going to be that's going to be a big thing coming out of this game. The blown assignments. Luckily, I think this will be a little bit diminished due to the fact that we're playing a team like the Eagles that have so many holes in their team, and they're probably going to be battling the same thing. They got some new pieces as well. Key matchups going into this game. One that stands out the most to me um, is Calvin Ridley versus Darius Slay. This is good old-fashioned, best-on-best, B-on-B football. Um, a lot of hype around Ridley being that number one guy, that number one wide receiver. We already know Darius Slay's a, a solid cornerback in this league. Calvin Ridley gets the opportunity to come out in this first game when a lot of people are saying we lost our number one receiver. Uh, how great is Calvin Ridley going to be? This is an opportunity for him to show, hey, look, I can go up against one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL, and I can show him up. And I think that's definitely going to happen. Uh, one of the players, the, probably the most confident I feel about anybody on this roster is within Calvin Ridley with the showing we got from him last year while Julio was not in the game. So that is a matchup to watch overall. Uh, for this game, we want Calvin. We, you know, we need Calvin really to win that matchup, and then specifically just for him, looking at him as a player, um, this is a huge matchup for him uh, coming into this game. Huge matchup for Slay as well, so that'll be a fun one to watch. Next key matchup here I've got is uh, kind of a double whammy, if you will. I got Jalen Mayfield and Matt Hennessy uh, versus uh, Fletcher Cox. Um, the reason I group both of those is because he plays kind of that um, 
interior tackle um, type role. I think they'll get the opportunity to double team him a lot. I don't think it'll be too much one-on-one matchups um, against Fletcher Cox. These two guys are going to have their hands full. Arthur Smith said in his press conference when asked about Jalen Mayfield starting and going against Fletcher Cox, uh, everybody's got to get baptized by fire. And he's going to get baptized by fire. This is going to be um, a, a tough first game for him. So um, the question, the reason I put this on this list is can we can we minimize the damage? Um, or can we game plan uh, for two, uh, you know, offense interior offensive linemen that we don't know a ton about? Can we game plan against a superstar defensive tackle, a freak of nature like a Fletcher Cox? and uh, minimize the damage. So that is a matchup to watch during this game, one of the key, most key matchups to watch um, to be successful against this team, especially in the trenches. Um, next one I have here is Kyle Pitts. Um, this is the last one I have. Kyle Pitts, and I, I put, I'm cheating here a little bit, but I put versus Eagles defense. And the reason I say that is because, you know, it's going to be fun to watch how much we move this guy around. When I did the episode talking about a deeper look at Kyle Pitts, and um, I compared him to Darren Waller, and the numbers that I pulled from a Monday night game uh, the Raiders had against, I believe it was the Saints, Darren Waller lined up like 50%, 40% or something like that at the tight end position. And then the rest of the time he was either at slot or out wide. You're going to see that in this game with Kyle Pitts. I strongly believe it. Um, that's why I put linebackers and cornerbacks. How is Kyle Pitts performing against us? Calvin Ridley is going to take their best defensive back. Can Kyle, can Kyle Pitts make them regret putting their best guy on Calvin Ridley? Um, can, can he make them regret not focusing their defensive strategy on him? He's going to be going to get some linebackers. He's going to be going to get some cornerbacks. The hype is, and I've said it a bunch on this podcast before, Kyle Pitts is too big for cornerbacks, and he's and really he's too fast for some of them too, But he, and he's too fast for linebackers. Um, I, we want to see that on full display in this first game. So I put uh, Kyle Pitts – versus the linebackers and defense that he's going to be going against. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that one. So those are the key matchups to watch. Calvin Ridley versus Darius Slay. Jalen Mayfield slash Matt Hennessy versus Fletcher Cox. Kyle Pitts versus the Eagles linebackers and cornerbacks. Those are the key matchups to watch in this game for our first uh, game uh, with our um, new regimen here. Now, keys to success. Um, these are what I think we need to do to win this game. Number one, Ben don't break on defense. Now this is going to be kind of the, really the strategy all year in 2021 because of the defensive back situation, uh, that we have and our defensive backs just are, they're going to struggle, um, in this defense. But, um, you know, these, we're not good enough from a defensive back standpoint to only bring four. So we're going to have to blitz a lot. But with the blitz comes a lot of decent gains for the offensive side of the ball. The blitz, you know, blitzes get beat all the time. Sometimes they get there. A lot of the times they don't get there. Um, so you're going to give up a lot of offensive yards um, for the because of that that type of aggressive blitzing and whatnot. 
but can we give up those yards but but don't give up touchdowns? Um, if they're kicking a lot of field goals, then we're doing pretty solid on the defensive side of the ball. This The type of blitzing and defense that he runs is geared towards getting sacks, getting turnovers. Um, it's a bend-don't-break type defense. And that's what we're going to need to do to be successful against you know all the teams this year. But really, in this first game against, against the Eagles, that's what you want to see um, as a key to you know success in this game. You know, I'm, we're willing to give up, you know, 60, 70 yards down the field if we can hold them, you know, to a touchdown once they get close to the red zone or within, you know, red zone. Can we hold them? Can we bend but don't break on the defensive side of the ball? The other key to success I have here is containing Jalen Hurts. Um, if we can force Jalen Hurts to stay in the pocket, he's going to make some poor decisions from the being worried about the blitz. Um, the, the, you know, one of the things that Dean Pease does so well is confuse quarterbacks, especially young ones that haven't seen a lot of defensive NFL play. And Jalen Hurts is certainly one of those guys. Threw six touchdowns, four interceptions last year, if I remember correctly. Um, young quarterbacks that are mobile freak out when you take away that panic button. Their panic button is to run. And if you can contain a, a, a mobile quarterback, a dual threat quarterback like Jalen Hurts, keep him in that pocket, and when that blitz comes, force him to have to make a throw. You're, that's where the interceptions come with these with these dual threat young quarterbacks. So um, contain Jalen Hurts, take away that panic button, and force him to throw from the pocket when he really doesn't want to. And then the third and final key to success in this Eagles game is to get the run going. Our offensive line is going to struggle against the Eagles. That's just, we're going to struggle pretty much every game unless a miracle happens like what happened when we did our Super Bowl run and uh, figuring out a way to make this line cohesive even though they were not very familiar with each other. But our offensive line is going to struggle specifically on the interior uh, portion of it. If we can get the run going, we can get the play action rollouts going to give Matt Ryan that cushion. But all that stuff doesn't work if you can't get a decent run going and have them a little bit worried about your run game. Um, so that's one of the major keys in this game is getting that run going so we can force them to have to pay attention to that, to have to be reserved about their blitz. And we can't let these guys just go at will at Matt Ryan or it's going to be a, a, a long day uh, this Sunday against the Eagles. We need to force them to have to respect the run and not let them blitz at will uh, coming after Matt Ryan. So we need to get the play action rolling, uh, or need to get the run going so we can have that play action roll out because that's the key to Matt Ryan's success. That's the key to, really, his offense for the most part. I mean, yes, he likes to go out there in a in a uh, you know, three by two um, set with with a lot of guys out wide and the quarterback back there by himself. Um, but you but the the main cup of tea that, that for him is is being able to have um, have have a run formation type in there to make them respect that and then have that play action opportunity there for for Matt Ryan uh, to give him opportunities to roll out and find the open men down the field. So. That is the uh, number three and final key to success going into this game. Now, getting into predicting 
uh, some of these superlatives, some of these awards going into the season. This was um, this was an interesting one, and and I'll tell y'all here. I, I usually write out a lot of different things here, pointers and whatnot, bullet points, and then it's usually you know, three or four words, and I just kind of feed off of that and talk from that perspective. For this, I just have predicting the awards, and then I've got um, each award that I have here, and then a name beside it that I thought about. But I don't have anything. I wanted to be a little bit free spirited about talking about this, not getting too much in the numbers. Um, so. First one here, I've got MVP, and I know I'm a Matt Ryan stan, and that sticks with this uh, pick as well. I've got Matt Ryan being the MVP of this season. You know, if Matt Ryan can be successful this season, which he, I, I strongly believe he will be with his veteran leadership and this type of offense, very Kyle Shanahan-esque uh, type offense that Arthur Smith runs, and we've seen what Matt Ryan does in that type of offense. Um, with the rollouts, with the mixing up of having the extra tight ends in there and then going to a you know, big you know, two-by-three spread um, offense, this is the type of stuff that Matt Ryan thrives in. And I just don't see a way that he's not successful in this season. And if there's any bit of success with this offensive line that we have and the doubt around this team and us having to be in – we're going to have to be in situations where we outscore opponents. Um but if we have that bend break mentality, um, we should be okay to outscore our opponents. But it, I, I think that Matt Ryan is going to be that MVP going into the season. A lot of doubters around him, obviously, as there always is. Um, but with this um, with this roster, Kyle Pitts being added to it, you know, Calvin Ridley, you know, probably coming coming into the season as somebody that is going to emerge as one of those elite receivers in the NFL. I think Matt Ryan's going to feed off of all that, and I think he's going to have a hell of a year. I think he's going to be the MVP of the season for us. Next up here, Offensive Player of the Year. And you guessed it, Calvin Ridley. Um, this is that year that he becomes that elite receiver in the NFL. Um you know he he's had the he's he's luckily had the opportunity to learn from one of the greats and Julio Jones. As sad as it was to see him go, quite frankly, I think Calvin Ridley would have had much higher numbers throughout those years if it wasn't for Julio Jones being there, um, being that priority target for Matt Ryan. Um, Calvin Ridley is going to have a hell of a year. Just seeing him, we've been watching him in practice, the videos that are coming out of training camp, the joint practices, and everything. The guy's an absolute freak. Um, he's doing incredible things um, out there. And I'd say it's going to be a massive year. He had 1,300 yards last season. I think it was nine touchdowns he had as well. Um, I would expect those. I would expect him to have a 1,500-plus yard season and eight. I'd say eight-plus touchdowns for him um, as well. I think Kyle Pitts is going to – Feed off of the attention that's, that Calvin Ridley is going to take this year and get some big red zone targets. I expect him to have quite a few touchdowns as well. Uh, but this is going to be a huge year for Calvin Ridley. He's certainly going to be the offensive player of the year for our Atlanta Falcons. Defensive player of the year. Now, this was a little bit of a surprise. Now, I could have gone Grady Jarrett. That would have been easy. I don't want to do that, though. i got to keep you guys on your toes. I went with Deion Jones. Um, you know, Deion Jones had what most would consider a down year for him last year in 2020. I think that this is going to be a year that Deion Jones um, 
I, this is a huge year for him. I didn't want to call this a comeback. I've got somebody else for the comeback player of the year. but Because Deion Jones still had a good year last year. Uh, but I think this is going to be uh, one of his higher years in the sense that he's been put in that role, kind of moved from that Mike uh, linebacker position, that middle linebacker position, and moved to that weak will um, linebacker role. And he's going to be in coverage, covering uh, running backs, covering tight ends. And I think he's going to be kind of that blitzer and ball hawk type person. Um, certainly not going to be blitzing on every play, but when he does, I think he's going to thrive with blitzing. He actually showed strong ability to blitz last year. I think he ended up with four or five sacks. Um, and he's going to get the opportunity to do that a lot. We've seen what he can do in coverage. He's one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. That we're going to see a lot of picks from Deion Jones, um, a lot of t- lot of t- uh, sacks, tackles for losses. He's in a position now to where he's going to be able to really use that athleticism um, instead of kind of quarterback in that defense from a middle linebacker standpoint. And it's just going to be go time uh, for Deion Jones. So I see him having a very successful year. I see him being the D- the defensive player of the year. Um, for our defense. Now, of course, it could, you know, Grady Jarrett's probably that guy, but again, I, I wanted to keep the folks guessing out there. Um, I think Grady Jarrett has the potential to be, you know, I think he could maybe get, finally get into the double digit sacks this year, but we'll just have to see how that goes and how they use him. That'll be fun to watch in that first uh, game against the Eagles. My comeback player of the season is Dante Fowler. Now, a lot of people, I've seen him on a lot of pe- uh, people's disappointment list. Uh, and the player that's, you know, going to be one of the folks that should be performing that's not performing. The evidence just goes against that. The, any year that he's had where he's had a full year with a team or he's been healthy, he's had, uh, I believe it's eight plus sacks. I think it's eight, eight plus sacks. Um, eight or more sacks, I mean. Um, and he's had this, you know, he's coming off a full year where, you know, he says that he had a bad sh- shoulder injury. And coaches' conversations have, have also backed that up as well um, for our new regimen coaches that have talked about him. They say he's fully healthy. You know, he's doing all the things he should be doing. He looks great out there. And from what we've seen, if you, if you go and look at him year by year, the years that he's been with one team fully, where he wasn't traded mid-year, I think it was 2018 or whatever it was, um, he's had you know high sack numbers. Um, I think that this is a year in a you know genius with a genius uh, defensive coordinator like Dean Pease that he has a great comeback year um, and produces sacks, and he's going to be put in a position, um, the main role on the defense to put up sack numbers. Uh, so I see this being a big comeback year for Dante Fowler and him performing well. My breakout candidate, you can go a lot of different directions with this. Um, you could pick a Kyle Pitts if you wanted to. You could you could pick a lot of you could you know uh, pick a lot of different players on this team um, to have in that role. It could be Foise Oluwakin. I've kind of got a wild card here. I'm just having fun with this one, but I actually do think that this guy's going to surprise people. I've got Mike Davis as my breakout player um, of the year. You know, a lot. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Mike Davis. And one thing we've seen with um, Arthur Smith behind his ability to make lesser quarterbacks look good is his ability to create stud running backs. Now, um, this is a little bit of a reach, but Derrick Henry was not doing 
the crazy numbers that he was doing until Arthur Smith started calling plays. And I think with this zone blocking scheme and Mike Davis getting the opportunity to go into a season as the starter, as the man for the job, I think it's going to be a bigger year for him than people realize. Um, Mike Davis got the opportunity to finally you know, get into a starting role when Christian McCaffrey got injured. The guy averaged uh, 4.3 yards per carry or 4.2 yards per carry. Um, showed the ability to receive out of the backfield, could run the ball, uh, performed pretty damn well out there. And I think this is going to be a good year for him. He's finally kind of reminds you of uh, Michael Turner. He never got the full opportunity to showcase his abilities because he was behind Ladanian Tomlinson on the Chargers, um, but finally got the opportunity to start in Atlanta and ran for seven almost 1,700 yards. I think it was 13 touchdowns. Um I don't think Michael Mike Davis is going to be Michael Turner, but I think he's going to be a breakout player uh, overall for the NFL. I think he's going to be a big fantasy pickup. Um, if you don't have him on your fantasy team, you should. I have him on mine. Uh, drafted him late. Solid pick in that flex role, uh, depending on the week. Uh, but Mike Davis is my breakout player uh, for this roster going into the 20, 2021 season. Now on to the disappointment. Now my disappointment player of the year is probably more of an ex- expectation than a prediction, uh, but it goes to Jalen Mayfield uh, for me. Uh, now somebody that's been uh, you know placed into a starting role that was not planned to be a starter. Now you know the bar set <laughs> was Josh Andrews, uh, and Josh Andrews at left guard looked pretty horrendous in the preseason. And now put into that role is Jalen Mayfield. Now, I think Jalen Mayfield can be a better NFL caliber player than Josh Andrews. But from what we've seen with this new coaching scheme is that they're playing the best players right now at each role. It's it's in my intro um, with Grady Jarrett, that soundbite that he has where he says the best player is going to play. Um, you know, the best effort's going to play. The, the best folks are going to be out there playing. Um, as the starters. And Jalen Mayfield was not that guy at left guard. It was Josh Andrews. Josh Andrews breaks his hand, and now Jalen Mayfield finds himself in a starting role. And with this offense, this interior offensive line, obviously you feel pretty good about Chris Lindstrom, but Matt Hennessy, you know, we saw some good things from him last season, um, taking over that center role. Um, And he had no competition in the training camp and in the preseason. He pretty much had that center role locked locked in from the get-go. And from the amount of competition that we saw across this um, roster, you got to feel pretty confident about that. But there's still the unknown. There's still a question mark there. And he's going to be the guy responsible in this zone-blocking scheme of double-teaming people and helping out Jalen Mayfield. Now, he also is going to have the role of helping out um, Chris Lindstrom as well. So there's going to be times where Jalen Mayfield is one-on-one. And that leaves a lot of worry. Um, I, just, I hope that he can be a guy that, uh, and I think he can be someone that develops into a starting caliber offensive lineman, but I just don't think he's going to do it that fast. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think this is going to be a rough year watching him, and I just hope we can scheme and do things in ways that uh, can try to help minimize the damage. Like I talked about earlier, minimize the damage of – that interior line 
um, coming up short, specifically Jalen Mayfield. And so we'll just have to see. But that's probably going to be an area this season where you look and you go, Jesus, it's going to be tough. You know, it's it's going to be this, one of those situations where you're watching it and you're you're just praying every single play that we're not getting a Fletcher Cox up the middle or a Domicong Sue or whatever, whoever we're going against. Um, but like Arthur Smith said, he's going to be baptized by fire in that game one. But guys, it is finally game week. We've been waiting a long time uh, to finally get some Falcons football. And it's nerve-wracking. There's a piece of you that's optimistic, and then there's a piece of you that has that unknown. You're like, man, this could be extremely ugly. Um, but we've got, you know, we talked about a lot of different – got some solid players on this roster. Uh, there's a lot of key players that would be extremely successful on great teams. Um, but there's a lot of holes, too. Uh, but the good thing is we're finally going to get to see all this come together. And we're finally going to get the opportunity to see what we have with this new regimen. Um, a lot of new pieces added to this roster. And we're going to find out what these guys can do. So, guys, thank you so much. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you hit that follow button or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. You can find me on Twitter personally at JBHATL. And you can also find the podcast at Heads Up Falcons. You can also find me on Instagram at Atlanta Falcons Podcast. Big shout out to my producer, Jason. Thank you for all the hard work you put in and making the podcast sound great. Guys, it's game week. Let's get hype. Get that energy right. It is time. I will see you in the bins. Let's fucking go.